the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more this morning at 4 in the morning. I turned on my news feeds, and lo and behold, it's happened. Donald Trump has basically said he wants to stay in office and delay the elections. Wall Street's not freaking out about that. Wall Street's kind of saying, well, you can't really do that. I kind of find Wall Street a better judge of media stories than, say, you and me. But um, he's doing everything he can to get reelected at this point in time. He signed a lot of bills to lower drug prices massively in the United States. Um trying to get more stimulus check money into people's hands. And if you remember the first time he did that, presidents don't typically sign the check. In this case, he did because he wants you to see who's your daddy, who's your, who's your papa, who, who's paying, who's giving you money. And now we're starting to switch the narrative a little bit with universal mail and voting, not abstain voting, which is good. 2020 will become an inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. <laughs> oh, no. That has drama written all over it. I don't know if you guys remember The Hanging Chad, which Chad Burton was really happy he had the name Chad when The Hanging Chad became the Al Gore stolen election or whatever it was that happened in Florida. Stocks are heavy today. Oh, big day of earnings. We're still in earnings season. A lot going on. U.S. economy contracted by worst ever, 32.9% in the second quarter. The good news is we're still talking. The radio didn't shut off. The government hasn't come in and seized my equipment. 32.9% shrinkage in the second quarter GDP, and we're still alive. It's a horrible number, and it's going to take us a long time to dig out of, but we will. Provided COVID's not here for eternity. Provided that we can get a grasp on antibodies or whatever it is we need to grasp on here. Grubhub sees orders jump but swings to a second quarter loss. Um, this is a fight for market share right now. And it's a good time to fight for market share because we remain pretty loyal as, as a nation until we're not. Um, but I've bought the same pair of jeans for 20 years now. Same brand, the same fit, the same measurements. I think that's a good thing, right? My belly's not getting that much bigger. Um, but we're very loyal. So it's smart for companies to fight for that at this point in time. U.S. economy contracting at 32.9%. That's a big number. Tonight, we're going to get earnings from Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook. And they're going to show us the other side of that second quarter GDP. The second quarter GDP was horrific. 
But the stock market's rallied. Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Google. Um, rallied to new highs. NASDAQ up 20%. Holy mackerel. In this year? So that GDP number tells me Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook shouldn't be as high as they are. But tonight, we're going to find out if they are, if they should be. They're going to tell us how they did. It's going to be an interesting afternoon slash morning tomorrow. Uh, Broad-based selling this morning on weak economic data. Energy's lower. Financials are lower. Um, They both outperformed yesterday. So, again, you can't look at the markets on a one-day period. Personal consumption expenditures plummeted at 34% in those GDP numbers. Gross private domestic investment plunged 49%. Government spending was up big, up 17.4%. That's almost 80 basis points. 100 basis points equals 1%. So when we saw us down 32.9% in GDP, and government spending is really only adding up to about 1% of that, four-fifths of 1%. Retail sales of domestic product down 29.3%. The personal savings rate. Now, again, we're not spending, and there could be a positive in that. Are we saving? The personal savings rate as a percentage of disposable income in the second quarter was 25.7% versus 9.5% in the first quarter. Okay. So we got a little bit of cash build, a little bit of savings, which... I'll be honest with you. I, I tend to find ways to spend my money, right? Just like uh, Eli Lilly said, one of the uh, they, they reported their quarter, and they said patients, physicians, and hospitals are going to find ways to ensure patients can come in and get the medicines that they need. Because right now, people aren't going to hospitals and people aren't going to doctors because they're afraid to. So they're saying, yeah, our drug sales this quarter weren't great, but give us time. We think they'll come back. AstraZeneca said today we've got a big old breakthrough in um, stage 2, stage 3A, stage 1B, um, small lung cancer. Small cell lung cancer? Small cell? Yes. That's the only way I've said it. Qualcomm got a massive upgrade today. I'm so happy I told you to buy this when I bought it at $50 a share. Qualcomm was in a lawsuit for years with Apple. And, you know... Qualcomm's got some pretty stupid patents. Apple does, too. Like, Qualcomm might have a patent that says something like, we have patent the word smartphone. So if you use your phone for anything other than making phone calls, we get a piece of the action. That that patent's not going to hold up in court of law, but they got into a a patent fight, Qualcomm and Apple, and I was like, they're going to resolve this. They're going to threaten to go to court. They're going to say billion dollars, billion dollars. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And they ultimately settled it. And now one analyst is saying $137 price target on it. I know I got a lot of you guys into that at $50 a share because I said 5G is coming and they're a play on 5G. And I believe that most lawsuits get resolved before court. I learned this because I have a brother who's a lawyer. And if you get a drunk driving, if you get a murder, if you get like jury summons, like jury summons is probably the best way of saying this. In all likelihood, you're not going to court. The, the fear that you're going to be there as a jury member. Judges don't want their courts taken up by, you know, stupid lawsuits. They hate it. They don't want a drunk driver. They plead guilty or not guilty. They don't want now like a murder. 
if you're if you're yeah, attorney goes, they got you dead on this one. You're, you're going to jail for life. You may want to not go to court and make a plea bargain. Most court cases get resolved before court. So I, I kind of held that true with Apple and Qualcomm, and it paid off. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Apple's expected to show revenues on phones dropping 14% year over year. I can't even imagine that. How is it that little? I'll tell you. I've been using my phone a lot. Let's say I drop it in a river. A river runs through my phone, starting Brad Pitt. 14% year-over-year decline in hardware, but 14% year-over-year increase in services. Services have much better margins than hardware. Eh, Services are much smaller than hardware, but services are catching up to hardware. Service revenue is expected to be about $13 billion. iPhone revenue, about $22 billion. Now, what's $9 billion between you and me? A lot going on tonight in earnings season. Apple, Amazon, Facebook. The run-up in the NASDAQ, is it justified? It's time to tell the truth. Will the real earners please stand up? Let's talk about them tomorrow morning. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I was just having a pretty interesting conversation about some things that you shouldn't do. Bitcoin is in the news again, in large part because we are a little bit focused on um, – we just can't trust we – we feel like we can't trust the system. So we're looking for any alternatives right now. Trump has to be bad. We're looking for – we're looking to blame people. We're looking to get out of scenarios. You get the idea. Um that's when you see larger-than-life opportunities for situations like Bitcoin to get speculative. This market has seen World War One. It has seen World War Two. It has seen bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It has seen Ebola, where people bleed out of their eyes. This isn't that big of a shocker, in my opinion. Um... But I don't want to digress too much. Just try not to get speculative and try not to start going totally in areas that you shouldn't. And to give you a good example of that, I got an email from someone this week. He likes gold. He likes gold because it's working. He likes gold because he can turn on the news and see someone say, hey, gold's higher today, but the economy's down 32%. Doesn't, it doesn't pay to get that too negative. 800-516-1220 to get your call in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money investing and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A um, lot going on on Wall Street. GDP numbers were awful, but that's past performance. That's another thing you really have to start getting used to on Wall Street. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. But the GDP numbers are awful. The first-time unemployment claims are awful. And what that's telling me is it's not going to be a quick fix. It doesn't mean you should lose hope. But the V doesn't seem quite right. 
seems like the V should be more of a Debian recovery um, where we build slowly higher. But then again, we could also, you know, extrapolate that a little bit more if we wanted to. Um, earning season, I think Facebook, Amazon, Apple, um, Google, all had very nice quarters. No, 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 excuse me. All had very nice appearances with Congress. It was a little bit weird. I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Jeff Bezos was a, it was a little bit weird seeing him for the first time. He hasn't really been in front of Congress. And uh, I told you yesterday, I read his opening remarks where he kind of introduced himself. And one of the big messages yesterday out of these hearings was, don't hate us because people like us. Well, every single every single one of them, we got to see anti-competitive practices. So what's that mean? Facebook, you know, they, it got brought up on how an email went out by Zuckerberg of just copy everyone else's features. Just clone. If someone's doing something right, just clone what they're doing. He said clone what they're doing. That's not good. Spotify got to knock Amazon or got to knock Apple. And rightfully so on, you know, the Apple store and the fees that they collect. Amazon got dragged through the mud with um, diapers.com. I know you're saying diapers.com. <laughs> yeah. So diapers.com was this an amazing miracle service that when you have kids, you quickly learn about it. And what I mean by that is you don't want to be going to CVS at 12 o'clock at night because your kid went through three, three diapers and you're hoping they would last until the morning. So diapers.com came in, had a delivery service. It was very competitive to Amazon. It was better than Amazon. And Amazon just said, beat them on price. We'll acquire them later. Amazon got dragged into the mud yesterday by congressmen on Ring. And the fact that Jeff Bezos said, we're not, we know the technology is crap, but they've got large market share, and we want large market share. So that's going on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we talk about money investing. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Um, there was a great article on Bloomberg, and if anyone wants a copy of the article, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I'll send you a link to it. But yesterday, I was reading it, and it, it dawned on me, like, we, we don't always rise to the occasion. <laughs> so in L.A., some parents are saying, we want our kids to get a school teacher. We don't want our kids to go to school, but we want our kids to get a school teacher. And we're setting up pods. So we're going to hire an elementary school teacher. We're going to tell her to quit her job, and we'll pay you more than you're making there. No 401k, no extra benefits. That's a little bit of a problem in my mind, but we'll get to that later. So the rich are going to be able to afford face-to-face, -face, whereas the poor are going to be going back to school online with iPads. Um, but there's something called pandemic pods and micro schools, and a lot of startups are throwing money into it. Like This only benefits Zoom, in my opinion. One group of Los Angeles parents are shelling out $22,500 to create a micro school for their five preschoolers. They hired an interior designer to build a makeshift classroom and a lawyer to pin a legal contract on health precautions the families agreed to follow. Wow. 
I still like my favorite line. My favorite joke of the week was the cardboard cutouts at the LA Dodgers baseball game. Those look like real fans to me. Come on. That's kind of funny for LA. They're flat like cardboard. Okay. So a teacher now to be competitive, a public New York school teacher works 180 to 190 days and makes 125,000. If you were to teach five kids and you're going to get $22,500 per kid for six hours, Roughly the same amount of days, 185 days. You're talking about 222000 That's a lot of extra money. Uh, ed, education, education technology, also known as EdTech, is throwing about $1.7 billion into education startups last year, and that number is going to explode. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Talking all things financial. Don't forget, you can get a copy of the webinar from last week right now at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully in your head of heads, you can start figuring out what's been working and what's not been working in our economy. And hopefully you've learned a lot about investing in the last four or five months. If you've had a little bit more time not driving to and fro work. Inflation is a big question right now. And we, anytime we start talking about inflation, we automatically start talking about gold and silver. Precious metals are roofing. Copper is flying. The yield curve is steep. And every basically indicator is saying inflation is coming. Inflation is coming. Not the British, but inflation. Inflation is the boogeyman. Inflation is my biggest fear. Inflation is my Jason Voorhees. Inflation is the bad guy. Except for when it's moderate. I like moderate inflation. I don't like rampant inflation. I don't like deflation. The interesting thing about the consumer price index is that it's surprising the upside right now. Even in the middle of the pandemic, when we should be hitting deflation, we're not. I consider silver to be an interesting metal that I don't want to touch, but I understand it. The reason I don't like it is because it tends to crash up. It's done this in a couple times in history. Quantitative easing of 2011, the Hunts brother fiasco. And now it, 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 it broke 20 bucks an ounce and it looks to be going higher. Now I have to relook every now and then at things that I believe when it comes to investing. I've never really liked gold and silver. If you're playing a hedge on volatility, gold's fine. Ticker symbols, GLD. I don't like the physical commodity. I like the ticker symbol. I've got problems with the physical commodity. But the ticker symbol, no problems. So silver hits 20 bucks a week, uh, ounce this week. And back in 2011, when we had quantitative easing and it looked like inflation was on the way, silver went from $15 an ounce all the way up to $47 an ounce. Back in the 1980s, when we had the Hunt Brothers fiasco, you saw silver go from $5, $7 an ounce all the way up to $35 an ounce. So it would not be weird for me to say, coming off the levels of 15 to $20 an ounce, it wouldn't be weird for me to say it could go to 50 because it tends to melt up. 
Do I like silver? I don't. Do I think it has potential to double for these levels? I do. Because history is an indicator to me. Now, every other period of time when we're not expected inflation, silver stinks. But because inflation has two tails, will we ever experience hyperinflation? Probably not. There are people still out there recommending bonds even after a 40-year run. Uh, there's just not that much juice left in the bond market unless you think that rates will go negative. I, I'm not all that positive on bonds. They've had their time and their yields are just too low. Or the risk becomes higher when their yields are more attractive. I have to find – I have to hunt elsewhere for bond replacements. So silver has an industrial purpose and it's one that I have to do more work on. It's tied towards solar cells. Now, if Biden's elected president, I imagine we'll probably go more solar. If Trump is elected president, I'm guessing we'll probably go more natural gas, fracking, and oil. So it's not a return-free risk. Um, it, there's risk in silver. Stocks are an inflation hedge that have replaced bonds as an inflation hedge in my mind. I like to call stock inflation kind of like a pass-through vehicle. There's not precisely a store of value. I would expect a correlation between gold and stocks in the next couple of quarters to increase and for gold to become a risk-on asset versus a risk-off. Amazon and Tesla have had a, a, a beautiful run. Will silver have a beautiful run? It's a good question, right? Berkshire Hathaway um, is also in the news. I don't want you to buy silver or gold as a crash stock market crash put. If you wanted to buy it, I have no problem with it. But what I'm seeing what's happening to the stocks of Tesla and Amazon, the inflation of the stock price, it's straight up. And that's never a great thing. Um, now, you get something like a large cap value fund, and the best way I can describe that is what Berkshire Hathaway holds. And it's been drifting lower. It hasn't had that. This is a guru who's going to get us out of this. It's had that. There's a lot of value in those companies. You've probably heard CFP Chad Burton. And I, I don't know if he said this because I don't want to say each and every single show. But he's probably said something along the lines of, you know, well, growth, you know, the best way to allocate right now might be for more value or more small cap. But that's actually not working. And what's working is the stocks, Amazon and Tesla, were the straight up kind of things. So I think if you're long term, you kind of go, I think Berkshire Hathaway makes a little bit more sense because of inflation than, say, Amazon or Tesla. It's a tough time right now. But again, I, I just want to point out right now that silver should no, – silver could have a technical melt up. And that's a very, very weird thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are fighting with bonds. Bonds are fighting with commodities right now for, I'm not going to say your attention, but a little bit of that. 
Uh, interesting note, I listened to the American Express conference call. And credit cards are a big thing in the rewards, right? They're starting to adjust their reward offerings to account for changes in consumer spending. If you're not booking flights or hotels, an Amex is kind of useless because a lot of their perks are tied to flights and hotels. Um, 30% of American Express's spending before the pandemic was on travel and entertainment. So what they've done now is added rewards that potentially could push consumers to use Amex cards for different things like groceries. I'm getting 10 points back on my groceries when I buy with American Express. Um, and that's good. 10 points is like hotel points or travel points. Typically, you're talking one to three points. They're giving 10 points on groceries per, per dollar. And again, companies aren't stupid. I bring that up in large part because you are. You're going to sit there today and go, I don't understand why this pandemic and this economy and stock market's doing okay. I know today's not a good day, but companies have the ability to change on the fly. They're a lot like you. You don't want to wear a mask. You should wear a mask. You kind of like you do it. You don't do it. You do it like you can change. Same with credit card companies. <laughs> and I throw that out there because um, you kind of go. Hey, Wayne Gretzky was the greatest hockey player of all time. And if you've ever played ice hockey, he teaches a, a, an amazing lesson that's very true to Wall Street. Um, I've played hockey and it's a miserable sport until you get good at it. You basically skate huff and puff down the ice. You go to the puck and it bounces out your stick. Then you skate to the other side of the ice and you go to the puck and it, someone got there first. Then you finally get a chance to shoot and you whiff and miss. It's a tougher game than it looks on TV, to say the least, right? Isn't everything in life? But Gretzky said, go to where the puck is going, not to where it is. Um, and I think that could be said on Wall Street, too. I don't think that's too much of a stretch, and I don't think it's – I'm not babying you with like a gaga goo-goo answer, which is getting a little bit weird. <laughs> the late-night comedians are uh, they're getting a little bit gaga goo-goo. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Eli Lilly, a big drug company, who I'm happy is out there. Um, they just reported their earnings, and one of the things that they said was pretty cool, pretty interesting – they said reduced patient visits to hospitals due to COVID-19 resulted in lower new prescriptions. People aren't going to the doctor and they're saying that like we're building up more cancers. We're building up more heart attacks. We're building up a big economic boom. <laughs> I know this is, sounds nuts, but that stuff isn't cheap and it's eventually going to get you. And if you don't maintain it or prevent it right now with your physicals and your blood screens, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And there's actually a buying opportunity in that concept. If we're not going to hospitals, we, we will build up a demand for going to hospitals. Am I right? I think so. Uh, what else is out there? Fitbit was lower today on the approval of a merger with Google. And I go, Fitbit's still publicly traded. You ever do that to yourself where you're like, you kind of catch yourself and you go, oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, Megatech earnings tonight from Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. That's going to be fun. CNBC today or Bloomberg from 1 o'clock to uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. It's going to be good. 
PayPal announced that CVS Pharmacy will be the first national retailer to integrate PayPal and Venmo QR code technology into its checkout experience. Sunrun has signed three new agreements with leading community energy suppliers in the Bay Area to provide affordable, clean solar and battery backup power to customers. Um, again, if you think Biden's going to win, get some solar. If that's how you are as an investor. I tend not to be that way, but I, I certainly understand the, the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anticipate everything. Expect nothing. That's my phrase that pays today on Wall Street. Let's take a break. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. An interesting death in the world of COVID has just happened. Herman Cain, a former Republican presidential candidate, has died at the age of 74 from COVID-19 complications. Um, He was an African-American who ran for president. He was certainly an interesting spoken businessman and how he used his businesses to build a platform for politics. He did go to the rally in Tulsa, President Trump's rally, and that's where it is expected that he got COVID. Um, he was in an oxygen treatment for basically the you know, last couple of weeks. So he has passed away. Um, when we look back at this, 150,000 deaths in America, that's – if you go to like a, a football game, what is that, three football stadiums? If you, it's a 50,000-seat stadium, <clears throat> if you get a basketball, what is that, seven or eight sellouts in a row of dead people? It's a big number. And, yes, it skews towards the elderly, but I, one of my kid's best friends had it. And he was in a serious hospital situation for over a month. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't mind the jerks out there who are like, does anyone know anyone who has it? But they're jerks. <clears throat> 150,000 people is three football stadiums. So when football does start up, just imagine every one of those people going away with oxygen treatment. So I know you're saying, uh Oh, you're getting political. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying Herman Cain dead. Um, one of those side notes that I'm hearing a lot about, and I know people speculate on real estate, probably have more fun doing it than anything else. Maybe tech stocks are more fun to speculate on, but not much. Lake Tahoe real estate is getting snapped up at a record pace. San Francisco tech workers are fleeing the city. I'm going to have a conversation with someone today about his business ventures, and he wants to basically start breaking up what he has and selling it now. And he wants to buy more now to sell it in the next five years. There's an urban flight that's reshaping real estate. Now, school's starting up right here, right now. You're not going to be able to, you know, run real estate 24/7, 365 when you're trying to put the kids back to school. But Lake Tahoe is seeing unprecedented bidding wars, buying activity, and price increases. People are writing all cash offers without ever seeing the house. People want to get out of the city. This holds true for most big cities in the United States: New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. And we're going to any smaller city <clears throat> that has more room. Because what we've learned about COVID-19, yes, I can actually do a radio show from home, but it's a little bit tougher when you have a dog in your office, kids, spouse, neighbors. 
Um, it's not a work environment, right? So what you do is you go, okay, well, I can have 1,600 square feet in the Bay Area or I can get 2,000 square feet or 2,500 square feet in Tahoe for the same money. And size matters right now. People want more space. Latest buying spree uh, is a surge. It's larger than any the market has seen in Lake Tahoe. They say tech workers, investors in the Bay Area, as well as media types from Los Angeles are coming to Tahoe area in search of larger homes with home offices, more land for the kids to play, and access to outdoor activity like swimming and bike riding. Oh, they're going to hate us in Tahoe. The Flatlanders are coming to the mountains. So Google said, you don't have to come back to work until July 21. July 2021. Why do you have an apartment there that's you know 1,200 square feet? Um, and you're paying $5,000 a month for it when you can put that $5,000 a month for a 4,000 square foot house in Tahoe. I get it. Uh, a friend of mine owns a home in Reno and his realtor is like, if you sell it now, you're giving up five years of runs because the realtor is wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. I know some stories about Tesla and some other companies that are moving here. Oh, I, I see that happening too. Not just individuals saying, get out, get out. That demon monster in your closet that wants you out of the home, get out. I got one of those too. But corporations want to get out. Um, real estate's expensive. Office space is expensive. Um, I have an office in San Francisco I haven't been in four months. Like weird. It's just an empty. So people are saying there's no reason to be in big cities. And historically, properties in Tahoe area took about three to four months to sell. They're now going quickly, much quicker, like four days. Properties often have between six to 12 offers in the market. One property recently came on the market price at $1.6 million, located in Truckee, California, on the Truckee River. It went into contract 24 hours later and closed for $2 million. $1.6 up to $2 million. Uh, Tahoe Donner typically has between 80 and 120 homes on the market. Now there's about 12. Interesting to note, July shaping up to be a very strong month. Speaking of dogs, that's 0111011 in the background saying hello. Yes, she's got a binary number. Um, I don't think she's got a binary sexuality. I think she's all woman, if you know what I'm saying. She's a crazy, crazy dog. Fishla, for those of you who want to play at home with me. Um, so people are buying primary residences pretty aggressively. Now, it's just not the Tahoe, Donner, Lake Tahoe area. Reno, like I said. Uh, businesses are moving out suburb. Like, I can make a case for Sacramento. Whenever you drive through Sacramento, all you see is land. Now, here's the problem with Sacramento. It's 100 degrees when you're driving through Sacramento, and people have melted on the sidewalks. You look down, and you go, oh, that's a horrible, terrible mess. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot going on in this economy, a lot going on in these markets. I hope you're appreciative, um, and I hope you're learning a lot right now. So today's not a good day on Wall Street. The GDP number was horrible. Trump says he wants to stay in office and delay the election. I'm not making this stuff up. Jobless claims top a million again. That's too high of a number. That should be coming down. We're still firing people. Eh, Dunkin' Donuts is going to close about 800 U.S. stores this year. Eh, 
you see where I'm going. I'm off. I'm done. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.